Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Star Trek. Khan Island. <laughs> that one's been making me laugh all week, to be honest. I quite like that one. Khan Island. <laughs> that one's oh, from like uh, Dred- Dredgen Yoda at Yogarin on Twitter. So thank you for that title. Uh, so judging from the title we've got, you could probably tell we're doing Star Trek movies this week. Joining us this week, Brent Black. Hello, how we doing? Oh, welcome, welcome back to, to the, show. the show, Brent. How Thank are, you. How Very well. Now, as uh, as you two know, but the audience doesn't yet, I have been steeped in the writing of a Star Trek parody musical uh, for months and just came <laughs> to a stopping point with it. But I've been playing the role of James T. Kirk. So it's going to be hard not to go into the voice when I'm doing the podcast. Um, but uh, <laughs> so look out it's... for that. At least one character will have to be played by William Shatner in order for me <laughs> to like get that out of my system. But I'm so pumped, so ready for this and so tragically knowledgeable. So <laughs> let's do it. We couldn't. We couldn't wait to. Um, well, the, I've been. I've been following uh, the progress of the of the musical for for a little while um, as it blends to of my favorite things. Um, so uh, I um, uh, was ready to just as soon as as soon as you were completely steeped in that that funk zone of like I've been in Star Trek for far too long. That's what I. That's the energy I wanted to capture. The, the exhaust it. fumes. Perfect. Um, Bullseye. <laughs> um so uh yeah so um uh looking forward to doing some uh star trek stuff now i i think the the concept here should be that every single one of the pictures we make today is going to be um we've been given free reign of the star trek license ah uh, yes we want to reboot like a soft reboot like a like a jj abrams retread some old ground or maybe we want to just do something completely new and, and, and can we can we invent an imaginary like lion king one and a half like a chapter in between two of the movies that you never knew about a beta canon star trek lion king one and a half why are we not doing that oh my god <laughs> Hakuna ma live long and prosper tata. Holy shit. <laughs> there is a title in here that is that. Uh, it's it, Well, not that, but it is like Star Trek one and a half. I cannot <laughs> wait. Should be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, go to social media. So facebook.com forward slash life's a bitch podcast and tweet us at life's a pitch show if you haven't already uh give us a follow give us a like and uh, give us your titles so shall we get on with some honorable mentions yes please i would love to all right so from jeff beard we've got star trek intermission (laughs) (laughs) um this is a ship in a bottle episode Okay. Um, where uh, of the original series, 
Um, let's start okay. off slow with characters we know, okay? Yeah. So right. original uh, series, so that's Kirk and Spock yeah. So so yeah. back on Earth, Kirk, Spock, and Bones, and ostensibly the rest of the crew, have been invited to come to a performance of. A theatrical production. It's a Klingon opera. And Klingon operas, the thing is, it's a cultural exchange. Um, and okay. things are very tense. Kind of like <laughs> they used to do cultural exchanges in real life between Russia and America. Like, we'd send Russia Bob Hope. They'd send back two cans of caviar. Like, whatever. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole uh, uh, Next Generation episode where they send Riker to a Klingon ship to, to learn their ways. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, Klingon opera is, like, probably the word, like, you know, like, ancient Chinese opera is real hard for Western audiences to understand and get on board with. Mm. And this is, like, that to the power of Worf. So um, <laughs> the thing is, something happens at intermission, and it's very dramatic and implicates the uh, the crew – in okay. some kind of wrongdoing that they didn't do as far as we know. And I'm going to hand off the talking <laughs> scepter to one of you. Okay. This, this feels so something happens at intermission, but as far as I'm aware, Klingons have the most bizarre rules possible. Yes. Like, it's just like, if you don't uh, throw, if, if, if you're at an opera and you don't throw something at the, the leading, uh, the leading man, in, in the opera, then you have offended the entire production. Oh, it's rude. It's just simply bad manners. <laughs> um, but someone... I, I think I might have got what happened here. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> um, Bones complains about the price of ice cream during the intermission. <laughs> damn it, Jim. This ice cream, this damn Klingon ice cream, it's full of blood, and they're charging me ten credits a bite. <laughs> it's, it's, full of, it's full of blood and, and, and worms. What is this I don't stuff? understand. They put broken glass in their ice cream. These are barbarians, Jim. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, so, yeah. and and this it gets it it just spirals out of control from there. I think. Uh, so does Bones yeah. get overheard and and like does Bones get misheard by a Klingon who thinks perhaps because I think it's it's there's a lot of episodes or at least there's a few where like it's a murder mystery where you go wait did Scotty murder this belly dancer. Um, oh, I've got an idea. Yeah, I've got. I've got okay, is there an right, episode? So this, yes, there is. It's the ice cream. All right. Wow, <laughs> it's just amazing. Scott is such a weirdo. I just. <laughs> it's, I stabbed uh, anyway, it right in the um, belly. It was dancing too much. <laughs> it freaks me out. My my Scotty is basically Shrek. That's <laughs> not Scotty at all. I mean, I mean, Scotty was Canadian, so I mean, right. Yeah, it's. I always uh, tell myself it's future Scottish. It's what they sound like yeah. in the future once Scotland and America have become one weird federation. For sure, for sure. It's um, it's uh, Malcolm Reynolds speaking Chinese kind of uh, business. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, Bones is complaining about this ice cream, right? He's like, there's, bro there's broken glass and everything in, in here, Jim. It's ridiculous. And then um, he's like, he starts eating it, but like, 
and and, and Kirk's like, you're gonna, you're gonna the have to eat it. Glass in it. Continues to eat. But bones, we've got to be, we've got to be good examples. We've got to be culturally sensitive. Eat the glass. <laughs> and he, re- they realised too late that um, they were supposed to throw this. This isn't for eating. <laughs> oh, you've offended the ambassador, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Not only that, but now Bones, their only doctor, apparently, has, um, <laughs> at least on this, on this away mission, has, um, has internal bleeding. And there's nobody back on the Enterprise to beam the glass out of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I, I also like the fact that it's... Spock, uh, no, no, it's it's Kirk and Bones just having a chat about this, sort of off, away from all the crowds during intermission, and then Spock comes in as uh, Bones munching down on on the glass. <laughs> He's like, "You're not meant to eat <laughs> eat the ice cream, Bones." He's like, <laughs> in, in, in I don't feel customary. so good. <laughs> don't tell me what I should eat or not eat, you green-blooded Vulcan. If I want to eat some broken glass, I can put it inside myself. Um, so the thing is, what they don't know. That's what makes him eat it. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to prove you wrong, you, you pointy-eared, elf-looking, leprechaun-looking ass. Um, so he eats it. And the thing is, what they don't know is the Klingon opera tradition is sacrificing one member of the audience in a big ceremonial <laughs> ritual every intermission in order to appease okay. their weird, I don't know, Klingon religion gods. And so the ambassador's like, I think we've found our sacrifice. He ate yeah, they, the ice cream of Kaplach. <laughs> they, lead, they, lead, they lead a weird uh, alien beast into the, uh, into the audience. Yes. And it sort of tracks, it's sniffing around and trying to find the one that, that it, will be, it will, that will be the sacrifice. And of course, um, Bones is internally bleeding and he's like spitting up blood and this thing's like, mmm, like uh, just goes straight to him. And, he, and, and the ambassador's, yeah. I think uh, I think we have found a, a, a sacrifice for this intermission. But just then, Spock goes, it would not be logical for the doctor to be the sacrifice. I having a much, you know, I having, because the sacrifice is like Coliseum style. You got to go up against yeah. the thing. So the, they <laughs> yeah, say, sure, sure. so Spock and Bones go back and forth. Bones is like, Spock, don't sacrifice yourself for me. I'm the one that ate the glass, green-blooded piece of shit. And Spock's like, oh, <laughs> my utilitarian philosophy is different and blah, blah, blah. So the Klingons are like, all right, you must battle each other in mortal combat. So now Spock and Bones, one man enters, or sorry, two men enter, one man leave on the stage and intermission will be will continue until one of them dies there's a couple of there's a couple of there's a there's a roster of different intermissions like some of the ones later on in the week are one man enters two men yes leave. they've got intermission um, <laughs> outer mission it's a lot yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a cloning process that goes on in some of the other... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Into darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, Into darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think yeah, they, they have a fight, and then uh, at the end, um, they uh, win by <laughs> throwing glass at the... Uh, they, they both, like, because everyone's throwing stuff at them, they, they, they both um, throw... 
all all the all this glass kapla that they've been uh, thrown at them. Actually, that's not clever enough. Spock punches Bones in the stomach, <laughs> pulls out, pulls out, um, like like puts his hand through his stomach and pulls out one of the shards of glass. Wow! And throws it right at the leading man who's 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 goading them on. And Bones is like, uh, and, God uh, sakes! At least uh, God, Bones is like, God sakes! If only I knew how to fix this. If only I was some kind of. <laughs> Some kind of human anatomy expert. What am I going to do, Spock? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the the show of valor and bravery is is seen as uh, overriding the, um, the 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 traditions of the of the sacrifice, and therefore they're allowed to leave, but I, only I on think, the proviso that. I think the moment that the that the beast went round looking for the sacrifice, they should have just beamed out, got on the Enterprise, and gone. Whoopsie! <laughs> Shut off. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Goodbye, fuckos. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can we can end that episode yeah. there. Captain's <laughs> log. Just... We made a mistake. <laughs> we <laughs> got to leave. Uh, apparently, we've sparked Goodbye. a war and fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Should have probably known that. Uh... Klingon opera would be so dangerous. <laughs> it is the most dangerous of the fine arts. <laughs> okay, should we move on to the next? Yes, uh, the next honorable mention. All right. So from Phil Walters, we've got set phases to Pharaoh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Not what? it. This is. This is. This is one of the go back in time ones. Oh, but that's some or... of the those some of the best episodes. Yeah. <laughs> This. Uh, for, for sure, um, or it's either that or they get. It's a holodeck episode. You can you can have your choice. I'm gonna go with the second one, and we'll just I'll just bounce the basics off of you. What if yeah. you know Data is trying to understand human history and yeah. human culture, and decides to create a software program that simulates Moses and the Ten Commandments story? Okay. And the, okay. the problem is that all the Egyptians become sentient and are able to escape the holodeck and try to enslave the ship. <laughs> All of them. But because and because they, the actual Egyptians, you know, as conspiracy theorists believe, had advanced technology, they're actually holding their own somewhat against the phasers and force fields of the yeah, Enterprise. They they actually, the, uh, the pyramids when they were working were holodecks. Holy um, shit! Like they... <laughs> Data, why didn't you know this? Good God! I... <laughs> do they do a star date? Because they call it like twentieth century Earth, don't they? In like when they're talking about this, stuff. yeah, they would. They, they would say it that. Well, the thing about star dates is, I guess that's a good point. They never say, "Oh, that would have been star date." Because star dates are bullshit. They're, it's it's like. I guess it's a triangulation of what time it is on Earth versus how far away they are and how they've traveled. Yeah. So, a.k.a. gobbledygook. But they'd probably say, like, you know, ancient, ancient uh, Egypt on Earth. Earth Egypt, that one. Um, <laughs> in the Persian <laughs> BC. Because, of course, there was a Mars Egypt, uh, which got blown Yeah. Up. But, okay, so what if Picard, what if Data gets disabled by their by their advanced technology. So Picard realizes the only way to defeat them is to basically be Moses. Is yeah, or, 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 or indeed to become the to become their pharaoh. I shall lead you. <laughs> I 
Yeah, he takes Patrick the, Stewart takes dressed the in the, the Egyptian like head head dress. He, he dresses <laughs> up so much chair. and does so much drama. He does so much Shakespeare and but stuff. But he doesn't he's so he's, it's so far in the future he doesn't understand the difference between ancient Egypt and Elizabethan England. So he's like sitting there going like in faith thou dost not love me. How shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Um and the Egyptian just like Wow! And eventually, That's Picard's like, exactly. "All right, we need we need plagues. What can we do? A plague of force fields? No shit. Okay, a plague of <laughs> damn it. A plague of phasers. No, uh, a plague of um, <laughs> dioxin gas." Uh, Sir, uh, wasn't there a, a quickly multiplying species that someone in Star uh, Starfleet before had discovered? <laughs> plague of triples. <laughs> the little furry things. That's what we do. Like, and, uh, a plague of tribbles. <laughs> and also, we're going to just we... kill their fucking firstborn children. That's what we're going to do. It's, I don't want to do it, but that's how the story goes, Data. I, I, to be honest, I'm ready to just stab these motherfuckers. <laughs> They're holograms anyway, goddammit. Who cares? Put blood in there. <laughs> this is the second time we've just had blood as a as a plot point element. Put blood all over all over the place. Fuck it. I tell you what, they seem to have just colonized the cargo bays. <laughs> maybe we could just, as a show of faith, maybe we could just send Wesley down there. He's the firstborn of something, I'm sure. And also, he needs to shut up forever. Shut up forever, Wesley. <laughs> Uh, you're a promising, you're you're a promising cadet, but uh, yeah, or you're a promising ensign, but uh, so eventually Picard uh, goes up the pyramid up. that they've put in the cargo bay and comes down <laughs> with two of the pad tablets that they use, yeah, with ten new <laughs> sure. commandments and fools the Egyptians going commandment number one, get the fuck out of here, um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off my yeah. ship. <laughs> that's really the main one. The rest are pretty pretty unimportant. Um, <laughs> That's what Jack it's got. It's got practices for beans. Uh, shave your shave your sheep in the right yeah. way. Uh, don't uh, combine uh, cheese and uh, olives in the same pizza. Um, and uh, <laughs> no pineapple either. You know. <laughs> thou shalt not is what I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you, sh thou, thou shalt not disgrace the sanctity of my ready yes, room. And thou shalt make it so. Engage. Um, <laughs> And they just when he says engage the whole the sorry the the the, the, the um I said it just a second ago the uh, cargo bay door just opens firing all these Egyptians out into space <laughs> <laughs> all these holographic Egyptians yeah. how are we still well, they're alive <laughs> <laughs> they end up on Mars they're in a nebula guys they're and, obviously in a nebula ah right makes, right the rules are uh, different you know, there's a there's a lightning bolt that fires out of Geordie's face into um, into <laughs> like a hundred years later yeah. some Romulans are just kind of cruising along and they see these these weird holographic <laughs> Egyptians made of light just spinning by a porthole like, <laughs> we've, we've seen Raw three yes. times is, is their pharaoh played by Paul Rubens as P.P. Herman like yeah <laughs> but that's, that's I know you're a prophet rolls, of God, but what am I? Um anyway. <laughs> as the credits oh, roll, no. it's not the uh it's not the classic next generation theme. It's just occasionally just 
<laughs> Silence over the credits. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm going to stop now. That was more Bobcat Goldthwait than Pee Wee Herman, but I did my best. <laughs> it's Pee Wee Herman but... and Bobcat Goldthwait. And uh, why not Godfrey as well? I'm a captain's log. I find myself in the nebula of very shocking jokes that would have been funny 20 years ago. So thank you for all those titles. We've done all the honorable mentions this week. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, got in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. We've had so many more people. Uh, every week we're getting more and more people giving us titles every week. So thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter at Life's a Pitch show. Give us a like and give us a follow on there. So... We now move on to our final star pitch, and that is Star Trek Khan Island from at Yogarin on Twitter. Now, if I could just take the reins on the premise here, because I've had some <laughs> background task time in the back of my head. Mm. So, okay. okay, let's think about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, just mm-hmm. a primer for our listeners. Um, at the end of the movie, Khan is near death. And he has a Genesis device that's basically a huge bomb in space with which he's hoping to kill everyone on the Enterprise. He presses the button on the console, the bomb goes off, and ostensibly he is destroyed. But no, just before the bomb went off, the crumbling Reliant, he, the crumbling Starfleet USS Reliant ship that he was on, uh, a little bit of insulation, which is very futuristic and very good. You can imagine the insulation on a... Uh, a a starship is pretty freaking solid sure. falls on him and he starts to wriggle around with it. And just as the bomb goes off, he's accidentally wrapped himself up in this starship <laughs> insulation. The bomb goes off and he is rocketed like a watermelon <laughs> seed between your fingers. And it's just like, he's just in there like, by the way, in this, in this new film made in, in the, uh, you know, probably <laughs> made around our time. Javier yeah. Bardem is mm-hmm. playing Khan. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. Who should have played Khan in fucking Into Darkness, by the by. He was being considered, and they were like... could have saved that movie, to be honest. No, but here's the thing. Uh, small sidebar, I promise. Mm. Everybody else, they tried to make similar type to the original characters, and Khan, they're like, nope, we're not doing any of that shit. We're going to have a lily-white Englishman that sounds and looks nothing like Khan. <laughs> and then, then in the comics, no one reads, we're going to justify it with some dumbass kind of beta canon explain away. <laughs> but anyway, in this film, Javier Bardem, um, or is it Bardem? Don't know. Anyway, so he is rocketed toward a planet that uh, of peaceful people Mm. and that all live on this beautiful island but Khan's nature as we know is to rule with an iron fist of course and Uh, unlike instead of you know the the universe that Kirk and everyone thought was you know instead of a universe where Khan is no longer a menace and on the loose he is in fact doing just fine broken ankle fractured rib but you know he's fine having landed on this planet you know on this island of peaceful people so now with this in mind what does he want to do <laughs> so we are this is this is straight up a sequel right like this is 
In canon, this, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And the thing is that I don't think this is Star Trek two and a half because uh, they have a lot of other stuff to do. Spock is back. I think this is Star Trek four and a half. They've, sure. they've brought whales back to the future. Mm-hmm. They've saved Earth and the Federation. Mm-hmm. The weird silver poop log with a disco ball on it has talked <laughs> to the whales and <laughs> levitated away. I love um, how Matt hasn't seen the Voyage Home and every reference to the Voyage Home anyone ever makes just makes it weirder for anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> yes. that. Yes, where Bones gives two pills to a 20th century old lady and she grows a new kidney spontaneously. <laughs> I have to say, I don't like, need a new kidney. I got a new kidney. Uh, <laughs> it's the least Star Trek moment that has ever been captured on film. It's just oh. this old lady like raving about her new kidney to no one. It's so good. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm now never watching that film. Oh, no, you have to. It's it's my... No, no, because in my head... It's the funniest one. It can't possibly beat what's in my head right now. No, it can't. Which is an old lady dressed as a a prospector, hipping and hawing and sort of doing a a little knees up about her new kidney. Like, I don't need it. It's worse than that. It's your your friend's gran who, like, lives at the, the... their house but like is always just kind of milling about and is like very much sure. not trying to be presentable or cute sure. just like wild cake on the head hair and <laughs> anyway I, the voyage home is probably the most entertaining of the original cast star trek movies in, in terms of like fun yeah. wrath of khan may be more entertaining but but it's the most fun and uh i have I, i'm gonna stop soon but i actually have an original non-replica, uh, non-replica uh, Australian movie poster of this film in my living room. And it's like, it shows this like cool rainbow beam down and at the bottom of which are Kirk and Spock looking confused and they're in 1986 San Francisco. Oh it's God. awesome. Google it. Every, don't stop listening out there, but you know, go into another app and Google it while you're listening to our beautiful voices. Uh, it's wonderful. Anyway, I'm going to shush now because we still have to figure out what Khan Island's all about. So, Khan, through through whatever series of events you you want to you want to believe, because I think we don't even we don't even like make it explicit, right? There's right. just somehow Khan survived. Yes, like he's this terrible man who's sort of ruled with an iron fist and and uh, has tried to kill many people and on on at least two occasions now um including trying to kill the entire crew of the enterprise uh, enterprise twice um now he's on this peaceful island and i think he's trying to make uh, a a big gun out of sticks and mud. Like this 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 <laughs> island is full of just people. Big gun. <laughs> this island is full of people who are a peaceful and b don't have much technology at all. Um, and he's because kind of he's kind of the bear grills of the Star Trek universe, isn't he? Like he, I he know how to eat a fish by picking it up <laughs> and putting it in my mouth and eating it. Watch me do this. 
Yes. Calm He's sort of the... the bear grills of the Star Trek universe. Yes. That's... Did you know you can live off of tree bark and rocks for three months? <laughs> so we see yeah. Javier so Bardem think... living off of tree bark and rocks for <laughs> three months. Yeah, living off of tree bark and rocks. He's like, he's like, um, uh, he keeps turning to the camera as well because he's going. He's slowly like starting to, to develop certain hallucinations because yes. like there's there's we don't know this yet, but there's like moss or something that he's eating that has a kind of psycho a psychoactive effect, mm. and he's starting to go. He's starting to develop these hallucinations that are are making him be able to see the audience. Um, so he's turning towards the audience and telling them that I can I could live off these. Uh, this rock. If I just lick, if I just lick the moss off it, and you get a real big close up of his tongue <laughs> licking some moss off this rock. This um, is not entertaining at all. This is like- <laughs> so. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Bones, who you know, Bones is like kind of into contraband. He gives Kirk. Uh, a decanter of Romulan ale, which is kind of like the illegal marijuana of the Star Trek universe. He does that in Star Trek 2. So now Bones is like, listen, Jim, now that we have the Enterprise back, have you heard of the planet of the of the psychedelic moss? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And Spock's like, it would not be logical to, to subject your brain to this. And he's like, listen, Spock, go fuck yourself. And so... <laughs> He's like, Jim, I'm just telling you, it's a spiritual experience, and I know you might one day want to go meet God in the worst Star Trek movie, but for now, if you want to see God, let's go to the planet of the psychedelic moss, and I'm going to blow your mind. For now, all all problems in the galaxy are solved. We've got basically a vacation, so let's just go to the the island of the, the, the psychedelic moss. And Kirk's like... All right, Bones, but we're not singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat around a campfire. That's not what we're going to do. I'm not going to eat your beans or drink your whiskey with Spock. Last time, you remember what happened? We started a fire. <laughs> it's always so been burning since I think... the world's been turning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think we're gonna keep cutting back and forth because we're seeing we're gonna watch these two collide, right? They they mm-hmm. head to the planet, and but like when they get there, he's not uh, Khan isn't bothered about revenge anymore. He doesn't want to kill Kirk or Spark or anyone, right? He doesn't want to kill any of the any of the the Enterprise crew. In fact, he welcomes them to his new island with all his new friends. And he's working on something, and he's like, this is going to be the greatest invention. It's going to make everyone so much happier. Right, Spock does, hasn't, hasn't had any of this moss, but, but Kirk and, uh, and Bones are about to, right? Mm. Um, yeah. uh, and, and they're about to take it. They're, they're taking this, uh, this moss. They're having all sorts of wild hallucinations, and we can, we can pitch those in just a second. I think we should ha- give them each a wild hallucination. Yes. But Spock mm. isn't taking it, right? And he does not trust Khan. Mm. He's he's the one member of the crew who will just there will be conflict here when they are ignoring Spock and Spock is trying to get to the bottom of this plan that Khan has. It is illogical to... to forget every fucking thing that has happened up till now with this gentleman. <laughs> My God, Spock, this moss, it's making you look like actor Zachary Quinto. <laughs> God, I just had some kind of realization. I think maybe I'm kind of a dick. <laughs> and, oh my God, my reflection. It's 
actor Chris Pine. <laughs> where, where is my accent from? Yes, and Bones is suddenly like, exist. I, I look like Carl Urban, and I don't sound anywhere near as convincing as an American as I did before. <laughs> What's going on? In fact, none of us sound quite as convincing as Americans. Spot. <laughs> Bones, where did you get that red helmet? And that grimace. And the gum that fires multiple rounds of ammo. <laughs> from what? From just words you say. Why are you riding on a horse, Bones? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just a mixture of Carl Urban characters. Um, I don't know any of those. <laughs> that that, that makes sense. I was not sure where you were going, but I was like, tell yeah. me more. Tell me it more. Was, it, was, it was Dread, uh, one of them. Ah, okay. yes, yes, yes. Now, it's, there you go. <laughs> it's Carl Urban See? dressed with Judge Dredd's helmet, the uh, the... the Star Trek uniform and riding Aoma's horse from Lord of the Rings. He's also he's also trying to trying to kill Vin Diesel the entire movie. Um, <laughs> Vin Diesel's one of the really happy natives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also got a mad grudge on him. He's just uh, like he's one of the Adonis like just incredibly strong happy natives and yeah. um, just live live on this moss constantly, are constantly stoned. And um, Vin Diesel can't stop smiling the entire movie. The the, the chief export of of this island is is corn chips. It's just <laughs> they call it the crisp factory. That's all they make. Munchies twenty four seven. There's one Taco Bell line out the door constantly. <laughs> and and also because when you get there, you're gonna feel pretty crisp. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm pretty crispy, Jim. I'm pretty cr- pretty crispy. Um, uh, so anyway, Spock is trying to get them to realize that. Listen, Khan is building something. Yeah, right? he's like uh, Captain. This is, is completely illogical. Uh, you appear to have be surfing. Uh, what? Please pay attention to this enormous structure that Khan has been building. Um, and uh, like he eventually like tries to sneak into Khan's like home compound, of which. Uh, at which, like, Vin Diesel and uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson are just, like, really good friends. They're hugging. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're stripped down to the waist, just hugging <laughs> each other um, and just kind of, like, hanging out. And they're, like, they are like those lieutenants you get in action films, right? Yes. They, they, they do that similar job, but in a really, really nice way. Um, where their their relationships super nice yeah. and kind of uh, honest with each other, and they tell each other how they feel. Um, uh, anyway, Spock sneaks past them because they're like he tell he asks them to go and get a, him a glass of water, uh, and uh, then 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 walks in because because they're so nice they just oblige. What's Khan um, building? He's building a, a, this enormous like crossbow thing with like quantum tips. Uh, a quantum tips uh, <laughs> shell on the end, right? And Spock's like, "What? What? What?" No, nearly did uh, Kirk there. He's like, "What is this machine for? Surely you you could have killed Kirk when you came, when he originally came to the island." Uh, and uh, Khan's like, "I'm not going to kill Kirk. Kirk isn't the real source of my problems or yours." 
the audience. And he turns to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones who are who are benefiting from our suffering. And the smash cut to demands. smash cut to Sulu back on the bridge going, Well, I could have told you that if you'd let me ever do anything in one of these fucking movies. <laughs> I've been scanning him this whole time. <laughs> Nobody ever asks me what to do, you fucking dicks. <laughs> Personally, I br- I bl- blame a breakdown in communication, and then Uhura's just like, "Whoa, don't throw that at me!" Um, so <laughs> Yorkshire Uhura, that's <laughs> whoa, 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 no way, no how. <laughs> it's, it's, um... <laughs> York, I played bass for Yorkshire Uhura, actually. Um... <laughs> They have an argument for 15 minutes. We'll skip over that bit, though. Um, <laughs> it cuts back to the, the Enterprise. I, I won't be sending out it's universal distress signals and lingua cord. No, sir, not me. <laughs> That's my terrible Yorkshire. <laughs> I was just from three different parts of the UK in one sentence. Anyway. <laughs> Yorkshire, where Irish meets English meets Scottish. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we cut back to Spock, who is is now being, I assume, imprisoned by uh, Khan's people, because um, mm. he's the only one who knows now, and uh, and <laughs> Kirk and Bones are just still tripping. <laughs> I, I think in the meantime, I feel like cut... I'm some kind of rocket man. Rocket <laughs> man. <laughs> Watch rocket me man. fly, Bones. Watch me fly off this rock. And he just jumps. Bones, pack my bags tonight. Sand. Pre-flight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, weird. I had this, Bones, I had this strange illusion that I was in a sitcom <laughs> based on a poor Twitter franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream that I was an actor who would take pretty much any gig ever. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Nightmarish. <laughs> so I, I, we, and then I had I my to... face off. Face <laughs> ripped off. Good Lord. Uh, we need to wheel this now back to uh, somehow in their tripped out state. Um, uh, these guys need to need to figure this out or, or just stumble across the plan. <laughs> so wait, Khan wants to somehow defeat the kill, audience, and that's part of his thing. Kill the audience, yeah. He's got he's got this crossbow. There's a lot of there's a lot of shots of just this giant crossbow uh, pointed at the camera, and and suddenly Kirk comes to his senses and goes, "Wait." If we kill the audience, how will I ever be able to direct the next Star Trek film? There'll be no one to watch it. We've got to save the audience. They are our lifeblood spa. Spa. <laughs> he turns towards the camera and says, you are what keeps us going. <laughs> Risk is our business, yeah. but also you. <laughs> we can't do this without the fans. <laughs> And so what do they do? It's like a... uh, while they're working this out, while they're working what's going on, uh, Javier Bardem shoots himself like with the crossbow out 
into the audience. We hire Javier Bardem to go to <laughs> for every screening, every screening of this movie. So he he just jumps through the screen at one point. We've got to we're gonna pay for the pay for the like the last the action in, like the last action hero, except but in real. It is the yeah, most limited release of any Paramount film in history. <laughs> He's so exhausted. It, <laughs> it's a th- it's, to be fair, it's just a theatre production, but it looks like a cinema production. Uh, <laughs> well, a theatre production based on Star Trek, that had never worked, but okay, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Javier Bardem literally running at people in the audience with a knife, just like, come here, you little shits. <laughs> I want to kill just you. grappling individual people. We yeah. have stooges in the audience, and he just like stabs one to death. No. And then he like, grabs he grabs somebody's grandpa, and he's the guy next to him is like, "I'm the plant. I'm the plant. I'm the plant." <laughs> oh God! Oh fuck! So much, so much blood all over my hands. <laughs> what have I done? Wow, this is really convincing blood. I'm just going to keep stabbing you till it runs out. This is real. This is the best movie blood I've ever seen. It tastes like movie blood. Wait, no, it it tastes. Does anybody smell just copper? It smells like pennies in here. <laughs> they only showed this film once. Uh, that's all it needed. One, one release <laughs> before it was shut down. Yeah. <laughs> shut down because Javier Bardem kept on stabbing people. Well, you know that's like that's the thing. It was the end of the film, and he was on the aisle, and that's why they called it Con. I'll end. So, (laughs) yeah, Um, I have this. I can just imagine because the the projector isn't going to go off while he's running around. So you've just got you've just got William Shatner peering out into the audience as Javier Bardem in real life stabs a man. Yes, and he's like the whole time he's like gone, and it doesn't work. So he grabs a megaphone. Gone! That doesn't work. He grabs a megaphone and puts it in front of another megaphone. <laughs> and he just eventually gives up and licks some more moss because it's pretty trippy. You just hear it in the distance in the auditorium. It's not coming through any of the speakers. You hear it from space. It's like, gone! <laughs> and, and the film and ends another megaphone. like... <laughs> the film ends like the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where police come and arrest everyone involved. <laughs> and Spock's getting locked up and going, I'm never going on one of these missions again. <laughs> Was it? Javier Bardem is, is in prison for murder. Um, <laughs> but, but and is, Bones is like, oh. he tried as Khan or Javier Bardem? <laughs> Bones tries to eat like the and the space weed he's got in his pocket before the cops find it. It's just furiously like downing it and going, "You can't prove anything. I got nothing. It's just an empty bag." <laughs> Personal use. Then, I'm a doctor. Uh, I prescribed it to myself. And then uh, the the cop who we haven't seen the face of yet closes the back door turns to the camera and it's Mark Hamill. He winks at the camera. And then, and then the, the sort of Looney Tunes circles in. Abadi, 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 abadi. No! <laughs> That's what, what he says in Empire, right? I don't know. I, I was trying hard to come up with a Mark Hamill quote. <laughs> would it be funnier if it wasn't Mark Hamill but Hayden Christensen? I I think it would be it would be, be better if it was Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> 
He just looked at the camera and said, Penguins. 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 I forgot that was a thing about him. Penguins. You've never heard of that, Tom? No. So Google it. Uh, basically, he he was doing some kind of narration for like a nature film and either forgot how to pronounce or never knew how to pronounce penguins. And he honest to God says, Penguins. And it's just <laughs> succulent and delicious. He's such a good actor with this like posh British thing going on, and he doesn't know how to say penguins. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes. Um, so the last thing we need to know about this film is what's playing over the credits. Um, okay, that's a great question, and I think it's... Uh, well, our options include the theme song from Fantasy Island, which really was yeah. the original Con Island. Yeah, um, that was. Uh, I've, been, I've been. I've had the Wikipedia page up for that because I was like, we maybe we could because it was Ricardo uh, Ricardo Montalban, Montalban who was. Uh, I mean, was the host that, that island Fantasy really. Island. That island really was a con, wasn't it? Oh, like, in the know, end, it was. It was, <laughs> it was a con. Con. Actually, um, I think that the ending credits should be the the radio version of the song "Beauty and the Beast" from "Beauty and the Beast." <laughs> Just like after everything ends, it's bloody, it's weird, it's, and then you see Mark Hamill or Benedict Cumberbatch, and then like <laughs> we go to black, and then immediately, tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think it should be, personally. <laughs> and then we get stills over the credits of Javier Bardem bending the bars of his prison cell <laughs> and climbing out of the window. And then another still of him, like, jump diving at an old lady in New York City. Uh, <laughs> like, smash cut to, like, Kirk now in, like, a tie-dye shirt, just, like, hanging out by a lake, staring dead-eyed at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking for end credits. We have the the you know, the uh, the end level music from Sonic. Oh, where it goes? Oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes. We have that, and the credits shoot by <laughs> with that play. We're gonna get it all in that speed. Ten second clip of music. In all honesty, the Sonic Two ending sequence music would be amazing <laughs> in this instance, and that's a deep cut I know for most of the listeners. But uh... well, a lot of our listeners um, are at least familiar with Dave Bulmer, who's on virtually every month. Yes. So, um, uh, and he's done a, a, a version of that, mm-hmm. I think. Right, the the the, the credits of, of Sonic Two. Yes. There might be some overlap there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was Khan Island. <laughs> yep, I've Carn never felt Island. more equipped to do a life's a pitch episode, and I probably <laughs> never will again. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, thank you, Brent, for coming back on the show. Pleasure. Um, can uh, you? No, I'll say that one again. You. Um, Khan, <laughs> you. Um, if if people were confused as to Khan's backstory and wanted an easy way, uh, an entertaining way of finding out that, 
um, w- w- where would where might they they go? So I'm currently, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, writing a parody musical called Con Musical, and uh, I am posting um, progress and new song drafts and other stuff like that. And the best destination for that is twitter.com slash u-a-s-t-p-m which originally stood for unauthorized star trek parody musical and i didn't want paramount or cbs to kind of readily know what it was so i made it semi-secretive um but also if i may if i may plug a little more gentlemen is that all right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely go for it, go for it. I uh, am the co-creator and designer of a comedy party game called Use Your Words, which uh, Matt and Tom have played in the past and been very good at. It's uh, it's on all of the current generation consoles, as well as the Wii U and Steam for PC and Mac, and you can find out more about it at useyourwords.lol. I'm also on a much less funny podcast where we cover trending news. We try to debunk clickbait headlines and misleading stories. It's called Trends Like These. You can find us at twitter.com slash trends like these. And if you don't mind some cringy jokes that didn't age well uh, in in parody songs about video games, you can go to youtube.com slash Floss and see the past career I'm trying to run from at a fast clip. So that's <laughs> that's my plugs. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in order, uh, go go join that group because there's a, a, a great, enjoyable... If, 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 if that's something you're interested in, hmm. um, uh, the group for the, the parody musical, kind of, um, musical, because... I have been enjoying um, this. It's a very, very well-written parody musical. Mm. Um, uh, well, we, listening to uh, it real good. We watched and listened to the whole thing the other night, didn't we, with the uh, friend of the we show, Shan Greaves. Was that the uh, Cincinnati reading? Um, it, was the, it was the animatics, I'll call them. Um, the was the animatics playlist, the sort of... Uh, oh, 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 uh, yeah, the, the right, right, yeah. Some of those have been deleted, but yeah, that's pretty much the best representation of the score right now, though it has changed very slightly, but yeah. And boy, did you hear a lot of my voice. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, used to it, I suppose. Um, like, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Uh, the is the Cincinnati reading still up there? Um, yeah, I I very clandestinely posted the the raw video, and so and the thing is that it has been significantly cha- well. I would say about fifteen percent of the script is different from the Cincinnati reading, but it really gives you a good idea of the shape of the show. Though, mm. because I didn't really want to make it, I, I didn't want to make it particularly presentable. Unfortunately, it's not a good idea for me to put the entire show in a really easily consumable way in any one place on the internet. So, yeah. If you really wanted to have the closest thing to the full experience that is currently available, scroll down to around late March in the UASTPM Twitter, find the playlist of videos, then find the very secretively (laughs) named part one and two of the Cincinnati readings and go back and forth between like pause the you know go through the songs in cincinnati reading and watch the videos i know that's so stupid but if you're out there and you're like i'm a huge star trek fan and i want to simulate seeing this whole show that's how you would do it and again i'm trying not i don't want paramount or cbs to be tipped off until the show is truly ready for a backers audition um, or i don't want to invite that we'll say Brent, please don't call things I've definitely done stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like i said they're real cool everybody's doing it 
Um, no, okay, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave uh, that one there. The usual words, um, if you guys have any, familiar, if, if the listeners have any uh, familiarity with uh, mine and Tom's uh, streaming we've done in the past, mm. we've streamed a whole bunch of usual words. I still play it on a regular basis uh, with uh, friends from all of my, uh, my, my group's friends and mm. things. Um, uh, it is a wonderful... Uh, as I've found as a as a board game professional nowadays, mm. um, I have found that it's very good for leeching, uh, for, for for kind of bringing a party atmosphere to a to a um, what can often be like a, a board game focused groups, <laughs> a dying um, social convention. <laughs> like, <that's>, yes, <laughs> people um, in the same room uh, playing games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's also good for uh, bringing people who are uh, who usually spend their time watching TV or, and looking at their phones. Mm. Um, uh, like and not talking to each other into a place where if you've got a room full of those people, you can have them look at their phones and watch TV and enjoy themselves. So you know that's uh, that's my my um, uh, experience of it at least anyway. Well, thank you. Um, so go over there. Yeah, and, we're and, hoping and to we're hoping to get back times. onto streaming some more of it soon. We just uh, we just don't have a PC at the moment <laughs> to uh, that to does make it slightly difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and and uh, there is a way that you can help with that, actually, listeners. Um, if you want to, if you enjoyed the show today and you want to um, find out how you can help, the first thing you can do is share the show. That's the very simplest thing. But you all know that you're all uh, ex- podcast experts and you all already know that everyone under the sun has asked you to share their podcasts. And uh, you're probably sick of hearing it. So maybe there's a way you want to help us out directly. Well, you might want to go to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can find uh, a bunch of bonus content if you just give us a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of money uh, each and every month. Um, that helps the podcast keep going helps us invest in things like a streaming PC so we can actually get streaming again um, and uh, all sorts of other stuff. You get a bonus pitch every single week. You get behind-the-scenes stuff. You get to vote on the on the genre of the uh, podcast every single week as well, except for this week, which we just decided it was Star Trek. So if you want to become one of these amazing people, then go over to the, there to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. Those people are Mihir Trivedi, My Waste of Talent, can we please talk about the fact that Peter's having a breakdown? Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals and the mystery of what part of the bisque the husk is. Wow. Stephen D. Thomas. Sam McKillman. Look, kids, your mum is gone, so get used to living in a giant bisque. <laughs> what do you mean there's a podcast mocking Brenda's life's work? Look, Pete, I can't find any proof that wheat bisque husks actually exist. Brent Black. Hey. That bloody that cat bloody starved itself to death rather than live without Brenda. <laughs> Look, Pete, the kids can't stay here. They're going to get bisque lung. Joseph Hegarty. I had Brenda embisculated in order to preserve her for the kids. I know it's sad and all, but I think the bisque statue is a bit much. Strike comedy and how I learned to stop worrying and love improv. Pete, I really don't think building a bisque Brenda proves that you're okay. They can't sell the house because it's riddled with breakfast ghosts. Milk rain doesn't uh, mean it's the end times, Phil. Biscarock is a myth. Chuffinel Mavis, what do you mean they renamed the village Bisque? I did it! I got there! That was all of them. <laughs> it's, I was like, five minutes into that, I was like, it's still going on. <laughs> Your theme song should just be, you're the Bisque around. <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a hole in in Patreon's policies where they allow you to make your your name any number of characters. Um, I'm for it. I like it. I'm pro bisque. <laughs> Um, and with that, um, we'll, uh, I guess, leave you on a thanks for listening and also a, what do you call it, Tom? The Yes Very Clever Award. Uh, this is the award given That's out. correct. We give out to people who've given us titles that are already based on existing titles or just a real funny play on words on a, on a title already. Uh, so this week's title... Well, quite a few, actually. Uh, from uh, <laughs> really, yeah, 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 really, uh, un- unbelievable the amount uh, of. Um... <laughs> it's almost like parodying Star Trek is rich soil. Yeah. Yes, turns out. Do you want me to just read out a few that we've been given today? I think I think just uh, well, you can give some honorable mentions to that, but let's yeah, cut it quite yeah, short. Yeah. Um, well, we've got uh, keeping up with the Cardassians. That's from uh, Ross underscore Originals. Uh, we've got the Dilithium Crystal Maze from Phil Walters. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. We've got from Dredgen Yoda, we've got Star Trek Infinity Wars, Star Trek mm. Endgame, Star Trek A New Hope, Star Trek Redemption, <laughs> Star Trek Sons of Liberty, and uh, wow. Star Trek 14 Online, A Realm Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Brent Black. Thanks for listening, and remember who pitched it. Mm-hmm.